0: Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high-stakes speed bumps and off-ramps of driving to the top of your market with our host, Chris Beal from Connect and Sell and Corey Frank from Branch 49. How many cold call opportunities have you wasted by pushing hard and fast to sell your company's product? Today's podcast guest, Bruce Lee founder of both Joy AI and Blast Learning, talks about a more caring and effective approach to selling. It starts with switching the goal of that initial call from selling your company's product to offering prospects a helping hand with a problem or goal they have. Imagine for a moment, you're the prospect, and you've just been ambushed by a cold call. Who would you be willing to set an appointment with for a discovery meeting? A person blatantly trying to make a sale? or a caring professional who understands your business's needs and wants. In this episode, our three insightful sales professionals share many insights with our listeners about making a successful cold call. But the one you don't want to miss is this aha moment. Your job is not selling your company's product. Your job is selling a discovery meeting. That should make the title of this week's Market Dominance Guys podcast very clear. You're still selling something, but... Your product is the meeting.
1: There's another thing in my mind, too, though, is it gives me the first marker that I can put in there as soon as possible to judge the emotions, this person's emotions. Okay. Or so really, I should back up real, their personality, because I'm going to mold to their personality, right? I live in their world, not mine. I mold to their personality and rather than expecting them to to multiply. So I could communicate and can I have a 30 seconds? Okay. There's, there's nothing really to react to there other than yes or no, but 27 seconds gives a world of different options. Like they can laugh at it. Okay. They can figure it's a challenge. Okay. Yeah. 27 seconds go. That's a different personality than the Sure. Go ahead. The empathetic. Sure. You go ahead. It's a different person. And the more, the sooner you can get a handle on that person's personality to go back to Corey's point, the sooner you can have an authentic relationship with that person about their needs in their world. Because you're selling in their world and you interrupted them. It's your responsibility to be in their world. And that's how you start to figure it out.
2: Yeah. Chris, what do you call us? The, um, playful, curious, right? The can can Bruce come out and play type of tonality. Is that what I'm after? Is that the best way to describe
3: it? Yeah, that voice, I think, is a can you come out and play voice. It's kind of funny, too, because at the same time, you're very seriously offering a solution to their problem, which is you. It's actually kind of funny that you are the problem and that you recognize it. Mm -hmm. Almost all great comedians have something early in their shtick that lets us both laugh at them and with them at the same moment, at themselves. Mm-hmm. Laughing yep. with somebody at themselves is one of the most kind of collegial, embracing, we're together things you can do with somebody. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, acknowledging that the situation's a little funny, right? It is a little funny. I I know I'm an interruption, but that's gotta be hard and flat because I got to throw myself under the bus. And then that playful, curious voice. And Bruce, what what you did is so interesting is. It, there's, at the very end, when you said students, you went slightly down in the intonation, very slightly down. So it was playful, and it was curious, and then it was a quarter second of a deadly serious, like, I mean this. I actually, yeah. this is something I, I mean. It had your voice gone up at that very last moment, it would have sounded like you were asking for permission. But what you were doing was making a recommendation. And that recommendation is about something really important. And to me, that's where this game is played. It's played in those quarter seconds or so. And we listen to Cheryl Turner sometimes around here for fun. And my fiance, Helen, and I were listening to her once because Helen was thinking of calling, I think it was all of the VPs of HR of Honeywell, right? (laughs) Using Connect and Sell. There's like 100 of them. And so, you know, we made a list and came up with a script, didn't know if it was going to work or not. It was really fun, though, because she hadn't been through it. I said, before we do this, let's listen to somebody who's a true master. So we're listening and listening. And and I asked her, what do you think after about 20 conversations? And she said, I get it. The secret is in the micro pivots, the emotional micro pivots in which she picks up on something and changes just a little bit to be a little bit more with that person. And it's that little chuckle or that little pause or that little agreement or that whatever it is. And they happen fast. And I call this the sword fight in a dark room. It's pretty dark in there. You gotta hear where the steel is hitting the steel in order to know what to do next. And then it starts to get a little lighter and you start to have more of a chance to kind of fight on an equal footing, so to speak. Not opposing the person. I just think that my point is it's not languid. It is not slow. Mm-hmm. It's, you may be speaking slowly, you may be speaking quickly, but what you're going to hear and react to, you don't have a lot of time to do that. And that's what makes cold, con- you know, cold calling is such an athletic business. I think yes. it's just so fascinating how athletic it is. Bruce is a, a true master and athlete and when he's adapting to them, he's adapting to them, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like sugar Ray Leonard adapted to people in his fights. It was very, very, very right. clear when you watched him. That's what he was doing, and Bruce does that because he's a practiced expert with it, with a theory too that goes with it, and it's tested in lots and lots of science.
1: Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. It, it, there, there is a component to that though that also has the real. So there's the athletic, the the dur- endurance, the t- taking the brunt of rejection, and still coming back strong. There is also, and to Corey's point of the sincerity, I really care about helping students. If you're a corporation, I really care about helping salespeople reach their full potential and do well. I care about helping your business do well. So that comes through to me. But when I train salespeople, I recognize if they work for a big electronics company, they may or may not care as deeply as I do about their customer doing things. So my daughter was a successful actress when she was young in Hollywood. She was on a lot of national shows and did a lot of acting training. And they use framing. What's my frame here? How am I looking at the world? So for the salesperson, before they start, they need to do the same exercises that a salesperson, Mm -hmm. that an actor does beforehand to get themselves in the right frame, seeing things in the right frame. So they are coming across as caring. They are coming across, if need be, as very confident, or they are coming across as, you know, I'm I'm struggling a little here. Could you help me? The broken wing script, if that's what mm-hmm. they're doing.
3: Well, one of the beauties of B2B is that B2B tends to run through a meeting. You're going to have a meeting, and the meeting is a meeting in which both people are going to voluntarily show up. And the fear that's expressed as annoyance is going to be replaced by apprehension that you can replace with some other emotion. And it's a lot easier to work with apprehension on a volunteer than it is to work with fear on somebody you've ambushed. You know, it's just, it's an easier emotional sort of game to play. When we're dealing with that more awkward conversation, the cold conversation, one of the beauties is the only thing you have to believe in deeply and sincerely is the potential value of the meeting for the human being you're talking to in the Mm -hmm. case where you're never going to do business with them. Yeah. And that's I. this is the only time in business I think there's such a thing as a universal framing. You can deeply believe, no matter what you're selling, you can de- deeply believe my company are experts at this because we're specialists. And this other person is a generalist and can learn from us. And what strikes me as especially odd is the product training that goes on for salespeople, even those who are setting meetings, is not about the product that they're selling, which is the meeting. So they never learn about that product, which is the only product that they have to sell and be sincerely, you know, to have that sincere belief in its value. And it's so odd. I have yet to see one time across all of B2B that I've run into and you guys know I see a little bit of it. I have I've never had a yes answer to this. So can you break down the discovery meeting for me that this person's going to? have who says yes, in terms of the value that they're likely to receive from attending that meeting? What value are they likely to get from the meeting, not from your product later? Because that's all that's on offer. And I've not had one person ever say, yeah, you know, we've actually gone into our discovery meetings and listened to them carefully for that moment when the prospect goes, oh, yeah, and they've learned something. Mm-hmm. That Because the value is always going to be in learning. We've, we, oh, yeah, we've codified that. that we schematized it. We, are the, we know the value points of the meeting, not of the product, that make it worth attending no matter what. I've never heard anybody say that. Isn't it odd? Hmm. Do you guys get you know, cold calls?
2: Bruce, do you and Chris, do you receive cold calls in your roles or too often, more than you used to, less than you used to?
1: I certainly far less than I used to, which mystifies me and almost no good cold calls, professional cold calls. I always, you know, I listen, most of them are the ones for selling some kind of scheme thing, That it's not, but, you know, like I don't get them from professional companies as much as I used to. And they're generally making mistakes that we've known about for 20 years, you know, that, that we know don't work. It amazes me that the industry doesn't learn, which, oddly enough, comes back to this drift that you were talking about, Chris, that salespeople think, oh, gosh, everybody has heard the 27 seconds. I've said it a million times. Everybody must have heard it a million times. That's not true. The person you have heard it, it first of all, maybe they heard it a week ago. And how many of you remember what you had for lunch a week? You know, the, I studied memory for a living. And I can tell you they do not remember the last time they
2: heard Bruce. Let me give you an example on that. As you know, at Branch 49, we're we're an agency business. We do top of funnel full stack discovery. And the majority of our clients are cybersecurity clients. So in a Venn diagram, there's a lot of overlap between cybersecurity solutions. So for the most part, our data team, top shelf, top shelf, trained at the feet of the, uh, the Chris Beal method and, uh, you know, Zoom, Discover, Apollo. We have them all and we've had them all and we have our own brokers. So uh, this is not an indictment on, on them, buddy. means, but we have two people who are sitting next to each other, working two different cybersecurity campaigns for whatever reason. And it happens in data. The same record happened to be in both of their campaigns, which is generally a no-no that you just don't do, but it was. Once you know it, and we see every demo that comes in in the Slack channel every day, is that one rep, Catherine, got a gentleman from this particular organization, senior level gentleman for a cybersecurity product that we're representing in the morning. See the name, very recognizable name, not Tom Smith. In the afternoon, Brent, who sits right next to her with Pretty much the same screenplay, 27 seconds, gets the same gentleman for another cybersecurity product. Now, at no time, and you listen to the phone calls, at no time do the person tip off, give away that, wait a minute, I've heard this 27 second thing. It's part, when it's delivered, it's invisible. Orin Clef always talks about, make sure you can deliver your screenplay, your pitch to the point where it is invisible. It is conversational to your point about, I don't remember what I had lunch last week, but clearly I didn't miss lunch last week. Right. So I think that's indicative of the performance matters because it just becomes part of, wait, there's curiosity here. There's really meat. And I have, I need something. I don't remember how I walked into the restaurant. Did I have my jacket on and off? Did I have, I just remember I turned around, oh, somebody walked into the restaurant before they sidle up next to me at the bar. Right.
1: Yeah. That makes total sense to come full circle then from that back to what chris was talking about chris so when you're talking about the value that they get as you're wrapping up that call so you're doing the asks now right the ask is can i get 15 minutes on your calendar for our founder to share this breakthrough with you then if you like what you hear you can schedule a demonstration whatever that thing is the ask how then are you getting what's core value to them Into that ask.
3: Yeah. So it's interesting. And this is again, I'm going to go over to to Cheryl's approach. You know, if you really believe that you have something special that's worth 15 minutes for them to spend with you learning, interactively learning in the conversation, then you want to jealously guard that, guard its mystery, and, you know, let it stay out there in that 15 minutes in the future. Because that is the value. The value is that you're gonna get to interact with an expert. This is a rare thing. This is somebody who really knows their stuff. And what if if we wanna come back to ask, well, what's gonna happen? And it's gonna be the sharing of the breakthrough. We're just gonna repeat that. So my very favorite, by the way, my favorite objection to talk to about or talk with people about is what I call the Venus flytrap objection. So Bruce, tell me more, right? So Bruce the sucker says, oh, well, what we have, and then goes on about it, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, that sounds like this other thing. Thanks, Right, Bruce, right. Not. Then we've ended right. curiosity. We're, about out. we're out. No curiosity left, right? right? By the way, men have a harder time with this than women.
0: We'll be back in a moment after a quick break. Modern and Innovative Sales Toolbox offers a guiding hand to ambitious organizations in their quest to reach market dominance. Learn more at branch49.com And we're back with Corey and Chris.
3: And I think it's, uh, it's something that kind of makes sense. I mean, women are smarter about a lot of things than men. And this is one of them that they're vastly smarter about, which is, you know, don't just kind of like spit it all out right now. Hold it for the, for the date, for the meeting. You know, that's where we're going to actually do something. I love to say to people, somebody asked me that, I just say, you know, and you have to say it very wistfully, you know, we've learned the hard way that an ambush conversation like this isn't a fair setting to talk about something this important. Tell you what, I'm a morning person. How's your Thursday? And that little thing that ends with something about me, I'm a morning person. How's your Thursday? So now it's about them empathetically. Do we mesh just about a simple thing, which is when? Let's stop wasting our time talking about what? Yeah. Or if. Yeah. Those are not the subject of the moment. The real question is, when? And well, when? I'm a morning person, how's your Thursday? Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, Alexis, one of Corey's people that are doing calls for me um, had this exact situation. And she was very competent in saying, I'm not the expert at that, which no one would expect her to be. But Bruce, the founder, is, and and I know he can answer that question. So the key to that is she wasn't defensive, nor was she trying to make something up. And she she turned it into the value because obviously this is important to this person, right? They're not there. So she did a masterful job of
3: doing that. What she's selling is you, the expert, the time to get to spend with an expert on something important, on an important topic. And she is free to say something good about you. And actually, I think I recommend reps say is and you know you say it like this you know i'm i'm thinking back i can't remember one conversation i had with bruce where i didn't learn something and no, something that i we're still we're remember thinking. yeah and it's Is just it such a simple way to put it
1: so i did training for a large government law enforcement agency and i trained undercover agents they would build credit have somebody always build their credibility instead of building their credibility themselves So someone would say, this guy is, you know, really smart at this. So this guy is really good at this rather than the person themselves. And then when they would come in and actually after somebody was brought in for interrogation, they were always in teams and one guy would excuse himself and the other guy said they were, you know, coming along. And the guy that was still in the room said, you know, Bob, he's a really nice guy. You're really gonna like him, but he is a human lie detector. Whatever you do, just don't lie to him because he'll know it. He'll know it right away. And invariably, that would make the people absolutely, of course, believe it now. He actually was pretty good at this. But so he would understand when they're becoming uncomfortable and just kind of lean in a little bit. The guy would go, oh, my gosh, you're right. He is a human lie detector. (laughs) So, what somebody else says about it is my point. I'm totally agreeing with what you just said here. Is that there's this real propensity to really believe in what they say. So, by the same token, you better make sure what you're saying about that person is true. You you yes. need to believe that it's right. Don't
3: be making up stuff, you know. So yeah, I, if I were gonna do the real lie detector thing, I might even add it's something that's you know personal. Like yeah, in fact, you know, it, last week. I I told him that uh, I had to take my kid to his piano lesson and I, damned if he didn't know I was heading over to the bar, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing, right? It's that the little micro story you can throw in about your own experience that reinforces what you're saying. Cause then they kind of come over and go, well, it's happened to me too, right? Everybody's been caught in a little something and now you're sort of together. You have this natural thing and well, Bruce, the lie detector comes back in, ha ha, he got you, but he's, I'm not even going to try him. <laughs> yeah. We've been going around back and forth to training
1: on tonality and training on character. Those guys, the training from them, you know, for salespeople or, or for management training, okay, you blow it, you blow it. Those guys, it was real life and death it, it, to get out of character, uh, to blow a conversation to appear to be more competent, you know, cause you're really competently trying to get information, but to appear that way was a real problem. And so-
3: well, I was Chris Voss saying, you know, I, I sold 20 year jail sentences. <laughs> <laughs> you think your product's tough. <laughs> yeah, right. Goodness gracious. Well, this has been a delight. It has been awfully fun. Well, I think it's so cool that you guys have hooked up on this super important mission. I mean, what Blast Learning is doing, it's not just going to be for nursing. I mean, it's ridiculous for me to say just, because if you could wave the magic wand and fix the nursing shortage problem, you fixed about the next, you know, well, it depends on how fit we are each, but then lucky, 30, 35, 40 years, in my case, uh, you know, somewhere according to my fortune teller, between 100 and 150 years of of needed services. And uh, it's uh, it's a true universal. I mean, nursing is the true universal. And it's just wonderful that not only are are you guys working together on that, but it's also helping to uh, mold and train and create those future CEOs that come out of Branch 49. I mean, this is like, now there's no evidence we need more CEOs, but, you know, (laughs) But we can i guess we can use them maybe some of them will like, hire some nurses or something i don't know
1: when you think about the skill that ceos really need they need to be masters of the one-on-one conversation with their managers with employees with the board this conversation his ability to have this conversation is critical life skill so and Corey, those of you who don't know you know he brings his students in from the college there and then trained them to have effective one-on-one conversations. They build confidence, they build verbal skills, they understand how to communicate emotions as opposed to just words. It's a phenomenal program in what he's doing there.
2: Well, Chris is to blame from uh, The Seven Days. This is another byproduct of the podcast from three plus years ago is, you know, it started off from, you know, there's plenty of folks do top of funnel, and but who does a really good discovery call? And who can I really turn to, to trust enough with Pipeline to actually do full stack? sales? Yeah. that's where this idea started from and certainly with the good folks at Connect and Sell helping seed this. But I had a conversation with Steve Richard the other day, our yeah. good friend Steve um, yeah. Yeah. at ExecVision. Great guy. About that. An indispensable tool uh, certainly to have in an organization. I don't know if you have a disparate, at home, fractured workforce, that is doing cold calls, and you don't have a tool like Exec Vision, I don't know how you can uh, compete, or certainly, unless you're using connected cell where you can actually listen to the calls. But something to listen to the calls to do the coaching. But here at Grand Canyon University, right, Chris, uh, you know, kind of nudged us in the direction of saying, what is our biggest asset here at Grand Canyon University? It's the 45,000 students we have on campus, and there are plenty of organizations that are struggling to find top sales talent. And as a father of eight children, I used to always say as a sales manager, sales VP, is, you know, it's tough to find good sales talent, so I'm going to make my own. And uh, <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what I did with eight children, or at least trying to. This finishing school for future CEOs that we talk about, because Robert Vera, who's been a guest on this show, as Chris knows, has said many, many times that, The goal of this university should be really threefold, and certainly coming out of Branch 49, it's to be able to speak clearly, to write clearly, and to convey a quasi-controversial or novel idea with persuasion. And I have those three skill sets if I can graduate I'm going to be okay to be on, uh, certainly, uh, on your staff, Chris, as a junior training exec or on your staff, Bruce, as, uh, as I come up and about, uh, working with blast on this project has been, uh, has been a blast and, uh, it's, uh, it's
1: <laughs> Blast it's, learning is it's, a blast to use. Things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so we appreciate that powered by connected cell, of course, which we weren't able to do what we we're able to do without the beautiful weapon. So enough of the, uh, of the commercials of the product placements here, right? <laughs> but, we're just, but before we're just,
1: you, you jump there, you know, back to this original thing we started with, which why founders should cold call. I never could have done what I've done and learned what i learned done in a timely manner without using Connect and Sell. I got two months of conversations done in a week, you know, of learning and trying and changing, you know, and I couldn't do it more than an hour here and an hour there, but I could get on it and learn all kinds of things that were really valuable that you could never do if you couldn't
3: just essentially, if Chris couldn't deliver me a whole bunch of conversations. The cycle time around that kind of learning, well, you're the learning expert, but there are some things that are really much, much harder to learn if between one experience and the next experience you go too long. And I don't know what those decay curves look like, but I'm sure an hour is too long. (laughs)
2: if you're doing what Bruce wants to do which is validate product market fit and validate your TAM you want to do it as quickly as possible certainly right? because it is a zero-sum game and we always believe that a half-wounded prospect with no follow-up is left wandering aimlessly the fields of the marketplace waiting just ripe for your competitor to say come here, come to my van do you want some candy? and take them off the chessboard for three years. And so you need that critical follow-up. The way you do critical follow-up at scale is certainly a weapon like uh, connect and sell. And so whether you're looking for, how do I know what dormant leads do I have that should be uh, reconnected with or reheated or new validation of product market fit, certainly connect and sell. And uh, what we do at Branch 49, right, through uh, Bruce has helped uh, train the team, we think is uh, is key.
3: I love that half wounded, leaving a blood trail for your competitor. See,
2: See, You always have to use that word blood that gets everybody frozen, just kind of in the headlights, right? For was it seven seconds? Is that the the science?
3: You get eight seconds out of blood. Blood is the magic thing. You get eight full seconds out of blood (laughs) and a fiance if you play it right. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right we shall see on july uh july the 2nd that's correct yeah. well hell you know for three old sales dogs this is a blast Bruce. we got to have you back over and over again we always say that uh, henry is the honorary third market dominance guys but i think bruce is putting in his uh certainly his bid to be on that uh, mount rushmore of market dominance as as well so we thank you so Just
1: love to help market dominance
2: guys yes yeah, so thank All you very right, much bruce you know, All right, this thanks. Corey Frank All right, for thanks. Chris Beale, thanks. the profit of profit, Sage of Sales, and again, the hawking of hawking. I'm going to keep uh, <laughs> testing that one here. I like that. So until next
0: time. Connect and sell, welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Give your fingers a rest with Connect and sell's patented technology. You'll load your best sales folks up with eight to 10 times more live qualified conversations every day. And when we say qualified, we're talking about really qualified, like knowing how many tears they shed while watching the end of Toy Story, kind of qualified. Learn more at connectandsell.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe.